When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Shot Caller Podcast with Casey Diaz and Joel Needler. You can find us online at uh, Casey Diaz Author on Facebook, uh, The Shot Caller Book on Instagram, and on Twitter, at The Shot Caller BK. That's at The Shot Caller BK. You can also find us at CaseyDiaz.net and send an email to info at CaseyDiaz.net. That's info at CaseyDiaz.net. Uh, Casey, good to see you today, man. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good, man. Good to see you. Good, yeah. It's a good, uh, you know, evening. Yes, absolutely. Uh, hey, this is the first episode of the podcast. Numero pretty, uno. Pretty exciting. Took a lot to get here, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but pretty awesome set. Man, thank you so much. This is awesome. Uh, it came out really good, man. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about our background here for people who can't see it? What's well, uh, the whole Los Angeles uh, uh, scene here in the, the background? Skyline. skyline. Yeah. yeah. You got all the uh, updated buildings in the background, yeah. and yeah, I mean it's it's just neat. This it's is the awesome. city that you know. And you I mean, printed this out. I mean, this is what yeah. you do for a living, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So you you own a, a sign shop uh, in the Southern California area, and yeah. uh, make signs for Hollywood and television and and uh, all sorts of folks and all sorts of folks. Yeah. Yeah, so this is nothing for you, right? This is just uh, no, it, it's a, a poster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was fun. It was fun yeah. because you never thought, uh, or at least I never thought, you know, uh, I'm going to ever do something like this for yeah. for us. I mean, it's, right? Yeah. So it's new. It's, it's pretty exciting. Looks great. New microphones, great cameras. You know, uh, the whole the whole nine yards here. Or candy. That's right. Hard candy. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, got a little truck going on right there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that a little bit later. The truck's not stolen. That's right. Yeah. We purchased it. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to give a couple of shout outs uh, to begin with to folks who helped us get to yes. this point, don't we? Yep. Um, so where should we start? Uh, actually, your brother James has probably done the most here physically yeah. on the production side. James Diaz for. Uh, all the cameras and the lighting and the, the setup for the electronics. Yeah, it, we're really grateful. Um, yeah. You know, he, he really stepped in and, and uh, put the setup together. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his uh, uh, buddies that he works alongside. Yeah, um, volunteered. They volunteered. And, jumped and in. Just uh, really put this thing together, man. Yeah. We're really appreciative. Yeah, it's really awesome. And we got this nice uh, mixer board. We got a lot of nice things yeah, yeah. on it, right? Yeah. But our wives, our families, you know, uh, pitched in to help us get to this point. Uh, Michael Pyatt, Michael Pyatt, really been a great steward for you and, yeah. and your story, and helping you with the book <clears throat> and potentially a film, which would be great. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody who helped us get to this point. Yeah. Uh, Enrique, Enrique, yeah, Enrique Leon, yep, uh, and Monty, Monty, um, he's gonna be helping out on yeah. uh, on a lot of the yeah. project here. So we've got a lot of help. This doesn't happen alone, but um, we're excited, man. We are. So this is the Shot Collar Podcast. You've mm -hmm. got the Shot Collar book, of course. Okay, that's available. Where is this available? 
Wherever fine books are sold. That's correct, Casey. Wherever <laughs> fine books are sold. So you can find this on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, ChristianBook.com. Uh, sold in a lot of great places, even in airports. People have seen this yeah, in airports, airports right? yeah. yeah. So it's The Shot Caller by Casey Diaz with Mike Yorkie. Yep. There's another guy who was very helpful, expert writer. Yeah. Uh, told your story in such a compelling way. So very grateful for this. Let's start, though, with the who, what, where, when, and why of this podcast and this new ministry you're launching. Um, so who are you? It's, we've talked a little bit, but who is Casey Diaz? So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a husband. Yeah. Um, I'm a dad. I got uh, three kids, and and that's exciting. There's yeah. a lot, so much involved in that. Yeah. I think my favorite part of uh, life is being a dad. It's it's uh, and being a husband. I mean, it's, it's you know it it's, it carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Heavy title. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of responsibilities. A lot of responsibilities, man. Yeah. But at the end of the night, you go to sleep with this satisfaction that yeah you know God's bless you. So Amen. so yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, I'm a proud uh, husband and, and right father. Right on, right on. And you own a sign shop. You've been running that for how long now? Twenty-two or twenty-three years, something like that. Years. Yeah, cool. And yeah. Um, that's exciting. I do a lot of uh, signage for the movie industry and yeah. for commercials, videos, and and I also do signage for the public. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the cool things when we first met. When I discovered you were doing signs for like Criminal Minds and. What are some other shows that our listeners might know? Malibu oh. Rescue, uh, Top Gun. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've done so many. Uh, so it's not just signs, though. It's like backgrounds. It's stuff. backgrounds. It's, it's yeah. for sets. For sets. Set yeah. design. Set and, design. Yeah. yeah. That's too cool, man. That's really neat. Yeah. Uh, my life is not as exciting as yours. So <laughs> uh, my name is Joel Needler. I, I live in Tennessee now. I'm a California native, which is one area where you and I have connected because we yeah. both grew up in L.A. in the... Yep in the 70s and my family moved by the 80s but um so my name is joel i'm also known as white boy roy mm. we don't need to get into that right now no uh, publisher of christian books i am uh, husband to shauna and the father of four children whom i'm very proud of so it is a big responsibility but yeah. it's a favorite part of my life too so that's the who now the what what is this? This is the podcast, right? So you've got the book. You've got ministry uh, invitations, speaking invitations, right? I do. Speak. I, so this is kind of a, an opportunity, though, just to, to talk as Casey. And we can talk about, you know, issues of the day. But we're also going to have some really great interviews, you know, yeah. some folks coming in. So uh, that's, that's the what, uh, the where. Where is this going to take place, bro? In an undisclosed location. <laughs> that's right. In the United States. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because we've got people following us. We got right? people yeah. following us. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to give out the yeah. address yes, just yet. But it's also available on social media, on websites, on uh, social uh, podcast platforms, and we'll have more information for you on where to find the podcast. Uh, but to begin with, we can give you uh, the website for Casey's ministry. It's simply caseydiaz.net. You can check out Casey there. You'd like to send an email in? It's at info at kcds.net. That's net n e t not com. And then on Facebook, you can find him at kcds author. On uh, Instagram, the shot collar book all together, the shot collar book. And then on Twitter, at the shot collar bk, at the shot collar bk. So if you'd like to reach out, please feel free to do that. 
directly in one of those locations. Okay, Casey, we covered the who, what, where. Now let's talk about when. When can they expect to hear this? Well, we're going to be launching uh, in January of 2020. Okay. So that's just around the corner. It is. It's. Uh, I mean, it's coming up on, on us pretty fast. Just like that. Bam. Yeah, right? You know, yeah. it's going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then followed by Christmas. And then boom. Boom. January. Didn't, wasn't even looking for it. Yeah. And there it is. It's like it just got kind of snuck up on us. Bam. Sucker yeah. punched us. Right. Yeah. So be ready. Yeah. Because you're probably listening to this in January. So, yep. yeah. yeah. Anyway, so great. So it'll be a weekly podcast, too. So once a week, we don't want to overwhelm your inbox. We don't expect you to you know, listen to us every day. Well, that'd be nice. It'd but, be nice. But even closest relatives get tired of listening to us every day. So We want to make you miss us. Yes, please. So <laughs> weekly, a weekly podcast. Okay, how will this be done? How, how will it be made available how will it be produced and that's video we've got a video component and on audio because it is a podcast so just stating the obvious you're welcome <laughs> that's what i'm here for the why but the why is the big one right yeah why do this why why add another thing to your plate you know well yeah i think that there's such a need out outside yeah uh, especially in today's uh, you know environment yeah that there's just a, a lot of hopelessness yeah depression there's a lot of anger anxiety um and we want to come in and present a, a platform of hope mm-hmm. and of um you know a, a way out an escape yeah uh, from all this and and a solution and the solution is very very clear and simple yeah it's the lord that that's you want freedom that's where you go yeah you know so that's that's the reason the how or the why, rather. The why, yeah. Uh, of this podcast. Awesome. And I would go so far as to say, you know, these stories have the power to transform people, to yeah. inspire people, encourage. If you think you've got it rough, you know, just wait till some of the, you meet some of the folks that we're going to talk to. They've really come through some pretty rough stuff. And they're doing great. You know, they're doing well. Um, we'll also have components uh, wrapped <laughs> Not everything's a component. I keep using that yeah. word as if it's Sorry. a thing, you know. Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We'll talk about. We'll have people come in and give personal testimonies, and then we'll also talk about creativity. Like, for example, we'll talk about the writing process, and that, you know, that's been my world for about twenty years now. Uh, but also creativity, and, and you know, you touch Hollywood in a certain way, and other things. So, um, and then who knows who will come across, but. We'll uh, be sure to bring them to you. So, But the foundation, to me, Casey, of the whole deal is your story. So I'd like to take today's podcast to begin by telling your story. So we're going to dive in. I thought maybe we could do it uh, in three separate you know, episodes. So this will be the first episode. And we'll just start it you know, with your early life. Um, so, as I've been known to say, where are you from? <laughs> Um, originally from El Salvador. Okay. Uh, came here uh, very early on in the 70s and um, as a little toddler. Yeah. Um, and um, you know what? We, we settled in, in, in a pretty big city. It, it, it just seemed ginormous to me. You know, uh, uh, it, it's uh, the Rampart District um, right around um, MacArthur Park. In Los Angeles. Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at it right now. So, I mean, this, the, the skyline here, um, we could see it from, you know, our window. 
Right. You know, um, right so right. very clear. Very on a clear day. Yeah, <laughs> let sure. Me, let me uh, <laughs> let me make that straight. Yeah. On a clear day, you can see the buildings. Which in the seventies there weren't that many. There weren't that many in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, we grew up right there, and it was normal. You know, um, I, I didn't. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to um, oh, yeah. uh, certain things. You know, you're a kid. You're you're about having fun. You're about going outside, and um, having a good time with friends. That's it, it. Was simple. Yeah. Cool. So Los Angeles, early seventies. Um, early to mid 70s and so your parents what did they do what did they do for a living at the time uh, so my mom was a seamstress okay. in downtown Los Angeles yeah a seamstress a seamstress Just, you don't hear about that you don't hear that word no. that often anymore do not you? no more yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. they got robots that do so that she, in other words she worked hard she worked hard I mean it's, you know you're yeah. talking about a sewing machine right you know, a pedal and, and pushing material yeah all day uh, long all day long so she I, most of the time when I woke up, she wasn't there already. Really? She already had left. She was gone. Yeah. And so she normally went out like 4 or 5 in the morning Yeah. Uh, out to her first job and then wouldn't come home until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. It was yeah. long hours. Um, but the only time that I really got to see her is on Sundays. So I looked forward to, to Sundays. Uh, you Absolutely, know. yeah. Um, and, and and it's going to sound kind of crazy, but Sundays was very. Um, I knew what to expect for Sundays. We'd go to the laundromat, you know, and we didn't have a car, so we pushed all the laundry in bags yeah, on a yeah. cart and went to a local laundromat. And, yeah, you know, that was my time with my mom. Uh, as far as my father goes, um, uh, he was a heavy drinker, a uh, very violent guy. Yeah, um, I didn't have a good relationship with him at all and and he had a habit of beating my mom uh, pretty severely yeah um and that you know as a kid man yeah that really throws a, it's that's like a, it's a curveball that's rough yeah you know absolutely talk to me about los angeles in the 70s just the sights the smells the sounds kind of the the tactile feeling it, of of being there it was groovy Groovy, man. That's right. Brady Bunch, bro. That was, that was the word, right? It's groovy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there was a couple of uh, jive turkeys. That's right. That was <laughs> you know, popular. Yeah, absolutely. That was another popular word, right? Yeah, jive uh, Bell turkey. bottoms and, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, big old Buicks. Big old Buick. Metal Buicks. Metal Pontiac big boat cars. The Gremlin. Yeah. Was the, the Gremlin, Gremlin was, yeah. was, was the Pinto. The mm-hmm. You know, it's just all metal and chrome bumpers and right. Uh, people skate skating all over the place. Yeah, I remember skating. that. Yeah, roller yeah. skating. Roller skating and the, skateboards. Yeah, yeah. Real skateboards. Real skateboards, like a board. Yeah. With four wheels bolted to bolted it. to it, <laughs> right. and they were heavy. Yeah. It's like I don't know how these yeah. little kids didn't hurt their backs. That's right. Carrying this thing, but you know that that was the seventies, man. Yeah. And it was uh, it was fun. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes, we yeah. had the greatest shows, man. We had the best TV shows. Archie Bunker. Yeah, good Gotta times. love Archie Bunker. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Different Strokes. Yeah. No, that was that, that the 80s? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Same, same thing, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gidget. Right. Okay. You watch those kind of things. All right. I feel you. Yeah. Okay, so that <laughs> trip down memory lane there in yeah. Los Angeles. Um, so, okay. So, mom's working... Like all the time, yeah. And apparently, to this day, your mother's still a hard worker. She's still working. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, talk to me then about elementary school, like your first memories of going into school. And, I, I, <laughs> so, you know, since my mom would leave so early, she gave the responsibility to my grandma to uh, take me okay. to school. Yeah. Was she living with you? She was living down the street, literally a block away from us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. she was close. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was very close. Um, so she'd come in the morning, and this is what really happened. I remember this like it was yesterday. She walked me to school on my first day, and uh, I went to, I attended Hoover Elementary uh, by, uh, by MacArthur Park. And she walked me all the way to school, you know, and I went in, and, and it was all good. I loved it. I actually liked, uh, you know, meeting new other kids, yeah. other kids, and yeah. you know, I, I enjoyed it. And then the second day, this is what my grandma did. She went and grabbed me from, you know, down the street. She walked me one block, one block, and she turns and says this to me: "You remember how to get there, right?" Oh. And uh, I kind of looked at her and I went, oh. "Yeah, I think so." She goes, okay. Yeah, and she just, and so I'm over here, what, six years old or whatever it was, walking to school, man, by myself wow. in L.A. It's like, you know, but every, it's not just me, though. Like, I saw a lot of kids. That oh, were, that, yeah, we did, too. Yeah, yeah, six, seven years old, you're walking to school. You were, yeah. Yeah, it was not a big deal. Right. And we lived kind of a little distance from the school. Yeah. But it was fun, yeah. you know. Same with us. We weren't that far from you. My brothers and I lived off of Pico and Olympic. You were off of Pico. Oh, man, yeah, down the street. Yeah, So, but we were off of uh, Crescent Heights, and and so our school was just a couple blocks from our house, and we, we walked it every day you yeah. know, without our mom there and whatnot. I don't think, you know, I was a latchkey kid. I mean, I literally had a key around my neck. That's funny. Walking to school, so, yeah, I totally. Yeah. You didn't think about it back then you like did you it, do man. today, right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, go ahead. So so you're now walking yourself to school in first grade or whatever you're mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And um, uh, I remember I would stay. Uh, m- my favorite part of school was after school. Okay. Because uh, they would put out games. Yeah. Uh, game boards, um, like wood game boards. Like it was there was like a pool table. I don't know who thought that was a good idea but it was a wood shooting dice in the <laughs> yeah it was a wooden uh, pool table better teach them early yeah with wood pucks yeah. that represented the you know the, the the balls and stuff yeah and uh and a wood stick and you played pool um but there was several other games uh, other than that but th- that was fun you know that was that was fun and you you got to stay after school for you know until uh Another bell rang at around five, and then you had to leave. Yeah. Whether you were picked up or not, and that's the other thing that's changed, because back then, you know, now a parent has to come and pick you up, right? Sign you off, check you out, check yeah, you out, the whole thing. Back then, the bell rang, and you were well, gone. You were gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go home somehow. <laughs> Nobody like that's you know. True. Yeah, that's how it was, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was good times. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And were you an only child at this point? At this point, yeah. 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 Okay. I was, uh, only child. And, um, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed So what did you do for fun after school? Did you guys hang out in the street? Did you play games? What, what would you guys do? So a lot of my friends in my neighborhood, um, uh, their parents uh, either would pick them up. Uh, but I had like a whole handful of friends that stayed with me yeah so we ended up walking all together 
back home. Okay. And we all lived within several blocks away from each other. Sure. I'm talking yeah. about four or five at the most. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd go home. There was no uh, adult supervision for me. Right. Because my father was out there drinking or I don't know where he would be, where he was at. So I was able to play whenever I wanted to. I, I was able to go outside whenever I wanted to. There was no nobody telling me, you know, hey, uh, get back at a certain hour. That, yeah. that didn't exist. So, you know, as far as homework or anything, I don't remember ever sitting down and going, <laughs> you know, it's homework time. I really don't. I came home. I got something to eat, yeah. you know, and then I'd go back out. And I was always the first one out on the street hmm. uh, ready to, waiting for everybody else to finish their homework or whatever it was or <laughs> yeah. supper. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'd already have the bat, ball, or football Yeah. just waiting to, to to, uh, for the rest of so the did you guys play out. like stickball or baseball in the yeah, street? Yeah, we, or what we would you do? football, baseball, yeah. a lot, a lot of baseball actually. Baseball, okay. A lot of baseball, um, but we played some football and and you know the occasional rock fights. Little rock fight, yeah. Huh? That I was haven't normal. heard that one in a while, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody did that back yeah. then. Right. You stand over there. We stand over here. I still got a scar. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck rocks at you. I mean, I got a whole so big old dent here <laughs> <laughs> because of a rock fight. I believe you. Yeah, yeah. it was fun, man. Nobody yeah. got you know nobody uh, nobody's feelings got hurt. I mean, nobody turned us in. Nobody turned us in. You know, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. 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 So it was definitely <laughs> a great time That's growing right. up at that yeah. point. And you yeah. stayed out till it was dark, oh, right? Man. And the street lights would come on. Oh yeah. And then your parents call you in. Yeah. And, you know, and or it maybe was, your parents weren't <laughs> home yet. So they weren't home yet, so <laughs> I, I saw. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But yeah, all the kids would go in, right? And uh, and here I was, yeah. like yeah, nobody else wants to play still, you know. So I'd walk back home and um, and go and watch TV mm. or hang out on the balcony, uh, um, yeah. And till I would get tired, and most of the time I would wake up when I heard the door open because I knew it was my mom uh, coming in from work. But the horrible part is that a lot of these times. Um, She'd walk in, and my father was already drunk, and he just just lash out would lay into and, her. And, and 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 would start you know beating her for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So that that was tough. That's hard. You know, you, you, as a kid. Yeah, you're small. How are you gonna help? How are you gonna stop him? What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. get in between them. That doesn't work. Yeah, you know, crying wasn't gonna work. Uh, none of that was gonna work. So, and. I really uh, authentically did not like going home for that reason. Right. Um, you know, it's supposed to be like a sanctuary for for you, a safety yeah, net. Yeah. And it wasn't for me, so uh, I really let me let me ask didn't you like something. It. Where was church at this point in your life? Was there any re- resemblance of, of faith or going to church or Catholicism or anything? <laughs> there was none of that. None I mean, that. Okay. There, there was. We never went to church. Yeah. Um, there was no Bible reading. There was no. I don't remember having a conversation even about God. Yeah. Okay. In my house, in our apartment. Um, so then on the weekends, would you guys have family get-togethers? Did you have barbecues? Did you got? Did you have other relatives in town? Or what? What did you? What did your family do for for fun? Or it was their time for fun. There wasn't. You know, Saturdays my mom worked, um, so it was. It was very routine. Okay. Very, uh, there was no, um, hey, uh, it's Saturday, you know, it's the weekend. Uh, it was none of that. It, uh-huh. it was just, uh, 
I knew she was going to work. Uh, she would leave me about five bucks, which was a lot of money back then. Sure, absolutely. She would leave me about uh, five bucks uh, always. Yeah. And my thing was going down the street and getting pop and taco. Okay. I don't know if you remember pop, no, pop and taco. No, I, I don't. Oh, really? No. Well, it was, it was great. Uh, so was that, is that a store or a thing? Or It was uh, it, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Bought them over. Oh, okay. Okay. So before so Taco Bell was. Essentially going to Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. But better. But better. Okay. A whole yeah. lot better. They came out with the cinnamon chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday mornings is the only time you could get them. Oh. So you were going to go. You can be first in line. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd go take my $5 and yeah. go down the street at around 12. Okay. And get my pop and taco. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Nice. I remember when I used to get some money, I'd, I'd try to save up like 50 cents, and I'd get one of those boxes of juji fruits, you know, the big chewy things to mm. pull out your teeth, you know. That was my big thing. Okay. Okay, so uh, pretty routine life at this point. Yeah. Uh, now, you share a really funny story. To me, it's the funniest story in the book. Uh-huh. Uh, about this time period, about seven, eight years old. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about what happened in the uh, apartment when you were left alone for a little bit. Uh, oh, <laughs> did you talk about the fire? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandma's over. Uh, at, at the uh, at the apartment, we lived in the second floor. Yeah, and they were making what's uh, what's known very well known in the Salvadoran culture, um, pupusas. Yeah, it's like the go to food of El Salvador, and they were home there, uh, just making them. And uh, I don't know why or what got into me, but I always wanted to see like something catch fire, <laughs> and <laughs> I know. And so I got a lighter. It yeah. was a lighter. I found one. And I got a T-shirt. And I lit the, uh, the T-shirt on fire. And remember back then, you, you would have dressing, dressings on the, on the uh, windows. Like drapes. Drapes. Yeah. Like, but material, right? Right, it was like, like thick. cloth. Yeah, yeah. Thick cloth. And the T-shirt gets on fire like quick, man. I get nervous because it happened like within seconds. Poof. Poof, you know, and, yeah. and the whole T-shirt's on fire. And rather than going to my parents and, and saying, hey, uh, you know, there's a fire, I yeah. got nervous and I threw the T-shirt across the room and it landed on the window dressings and it just caught fire just, just as fast. <laughs> and again, instead of going to my mom and saying, hey, I didn't want to get in trouble. So yeah. what I did is I closed the door. I closed the door. And uh, right outside of that room uh, was a sofa. So I sat on the floor and my back against the sofa and turned on the TV uh, and pretended like uh, I was just watching TV all this time. Right, right. Yeah. And it wasn't until my grandma wanted to use the, the restroom that she noticed that there was smoke coming out from you know the openings of the door. And when she went in to touch the, uh, the handle, it was hot. And I remember she like, pulled away from it with her hand, but she was able to turn it. So it opened it, and, I mean, you just see flames. The whole room was just engulfed in in flames. I remember she yelled in Spanish to my mom that, you know, there's a fire, and we all ran out. And uh, next thing you know, man, uh, the the apartment next door catches on fire, the apartment downstairs catches on fire. And I'm outside, and I'm watching this, this bunch of red trucks you know, uh, fire department trying yeah. to uh, take this control of this building that's on fire. And here's the thing. 
they asked me, <laughs> did you see anything? Who, right? who this, asked you? The fire department. The fire department. Asked me, uh, you know, did you see anything? And I just kind of just, whatever came in my mind, <laughs> I said it. Yeah. Which, as an adult now, I'm looking, and I look yeah. back and I go, how'd they fall for that? Yeah. Because my response was, oh, yeah, I saw some kids playing with matches downstairs. <laughs> and, and I'm one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And they kind of <laughs> just went with that. Right. I don't know if they kind of, you know, if they knew. Right. I uh, was not telling the truth or, or whatever it was, but nothing happened to us. Yeah. But we lost everything along with everybody else that whose apartment burned down. So did you guys move? We had to move, and I think we ended up um, on a street called Mariposa, I believe. Okay. Yeah. After that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, that's that's uh, interesting. <laughs> Have you been back to that neighborhood since? I mean, and you know what? I, I I think I was so young. I don't remember don't what street exactly. Okay. Where it was at? I remember there was a Zodi's. Okay. Not too far from there. Yeah, that's fine. I was just curious if they rebuilt the building. You know? Yeah. Um, so then talk to us about uh, the middle grade years in elementary school, third, fourth, fifth grade. What are your memories from that time period? So you'd be eight, nine, yeah. ten. Yeah. Um, school, I think that was like the highlight, you yeah. know, just uh, going to school and well, hanging out normal. with my friends. Yeah. Just normal, man. But then, but then you went on a field trip, right? I did. A field trip that kind of changed your perspective. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about that. <laughs> so, I, I, again, you know, I, I went to uh, Hoover Elementary. Yeah. And I was uh, either in, I don't know if it was third grade or or fourth grade, so, or maybe in second grade, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. The teacher had a great idea of uh, showing us how pen pals uh, worked. Yeah. Uh, the whole concept of having a pen pal and, and you know I, I love this era that we grew up in in, yes. in the simplicity of it yeah you know um, you know it was to teach us how to uh, understand how the mail system worked right yeah and uh, you know and, and, and you, how your letter got from one state and uh, or to another state or another city in right. our case and so we were writing and we all got pen pals from this class and so for the whole year you wrote a letter. Yeah. You sent it out. That kid who was your pen pal would write you back. Yeah, yeah. And kind of tell you his week or whatever it was, you know, and the short letters. Yeah. And then came the time where we would have a field trip and go meet our pen pal. So now you're putting a face to a letter. Wow. It was really cool. Yeah. I, I was really excited about this part. But I remember on the trip slip, there was attached, a, a note was attached that you were to bring a kite to the field trip. A what? A kite. Like a, a flyer a flying kite. kite. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of know when you're broke. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of know that when, even as little as I was, I knew that we didn't have that much. And I didn't want to burden my mom. Uh, so what I did is I ripped that, that part of it. Yeah. Ripped it, threw away. Yeah. So I only got her to sign the trip step. Well, I remember we got on the bus that morning, and um, <laughs> uh, we were all excited. We took a trip, and Hoover Elementary, like many of the elementaries in the uh, LAUSD, uh, they're all paved. You know, it's just 
con- uh, concrete. concrete yeah and pavement yeah that was like our elementary school yeah there was no concrete yeah chain link fence change right yeah that's, that's how it all was and, and metal uh, and jungle gyms and, yep you know, yeah yeah don't slide on that on during the summer that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did that once and that's all you did <laughs> yeah right but uh, so we're on this bus and i remember uh when we got out of the freeway you just knew that the city looked different it was white picket fences it was no graffiti. There was no graffiti anywhere in the streets. Yeah, you just knew it was different from where you what and you're this used is, to. Uh, Santa Monica, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, like Brentwood, Santa Monica, something like that. Pacific yeah. Palisades. Uh-huh. The closer you get to the ocean, the nicer. The nicer it gets, right? Yeah, <laughs> the neighborhoods get. <laughs> yeah, it's always cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember when the bus got near, uh, uh, did the turn yeah. to go into the school. And every kid on this bus, yeah. it was so... I, I wish that there was cameras back then to record this <laughs> yeah. on this bus because the bus turns into the, to that street and the teacher tells us that's the school and all of us said this at the same time. We said, they got grass. <laughs> you know, they got grass. And, and we're all excited. Like, Woo. yeah, the, the school that has grass, like, that's their... Wow. That's their, uh, this is where they get to play on grass. And it was, man. Yeah. It was nice and trimmed and cut. I mean, it was just right. beautiful. It was very picturesque. And then we went to the classrooms, and that was a, another big deal because there was only about maybe 15 uh, tables, like seats for students. Yeah. So you, it, the room was just as big as the ones that we had, but m- very much a, uh, less uh students in there yeah and man they had a little box with their names on it you know like chad and you know it was was just very neat and and well taken care of it it was didn't look like our classroom yeah just saying yeah yeah right well at the end uh came uh the time where uh the grand finale of the strip yeah and the grand finale of the strip was to build your kite with your pen pal okay so they had us all you know so you got outside. to meet your pen pal at the school so oh you, yeah you had been writing to a guy across town yeah 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 over and, Santa Monica. the kid was cool man yeah yeah he was a cool kid yeah you know caucasian kid right really nice guy uh i had fun meeting him talking we had lunch together yeah. I mean, it was the whole day thing so here's the the grand finale we're all you know and he notices that i don't have a kite and he asked me he's like you know, where's your kite? Yeah. And I said, oh, man, I I forgot it, man. You know, I forgot. It. I, I know I lied to him. Uh, I don't know if exactly I said that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, that's probably what but I used. But you did not want him to know the truth. I didn't want him to yeah. know that, you know, I just, I didn't want him to know. Yeah. So I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and then what they made us do, he's, oh, and then he was so kind, too. Yeah. He says, you know, well, you can help me build this one. You know, and, and so I helped them. And then they made us line up on this grassy field. Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, the whole class. Bunch of kids in a line. Um, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. You know. And they said, at the count of three, you're all going to run flying your kites. One, two, three. And 
all the kids start running, and I just froze, dude. Right. I just froze, and so I'm it's I'm like just standing there, oh, man. and all these kids are running, trying to find the pants. Right. And I remember when I got on the bus, nobody sat next to me, and there's two incidents in my so, life. So slow down there. Hold on. Yeah. All the kids are running, holding their kites. But what what did you do? It you just, just stood there. Did there, man. So they're all down at the other end of the field. Yeah. And you're standing alone. I'm standing there, dude. And so did the teachers come up to you? So I don't anybody? remember one teacher okay. going, "Hey, hey, you okay? Uh, here, let's or, or you know, let's take a second run." Okay. So. So this is just you having a private moment. Of, I'm just having a private moment. I am different. I'm different. Something's wrong, <laughs> Something right? Something is wrong. Yeah. But I get on this bus, and nobody sits uh, next to me. And I, I've had two incidents like this where I got on a bus. They're very, very big moments in my life, these two. But this first one, no one sat on, uh, next to me. Yeah. And I remember as the, the, the bus was going, and I'm staring out the window, and I said this to myself. Life sucks. And you know, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, those shouldn't be the thoughts of a seven, eight-year-old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it created a dent. Yeah. In, in, and those are the types of tapes that play in our, yeah. our lives. You know, we have those traumatic experiences and whatever that is, that could be abuse. That can be those moments where you realize, okay, we're different because we're poor. Yeah. Um, but you end up playing that tape for years, right? And yeah. it's just, and then you start to feel like it's just a part of me. Yeah. Like that—that's just the truth. When you know, with a lot of help and therapy and prayer and whatever, that can be changed. But you, it's going to take some work to overcome that. Yeah. Because that incident was so powerful in your life, right? Yeah. So, so that was one of those moments, though, for you. It, it was, you know, um, you, you just, I got a 10-year-old. Yeah, now you, yeah, right. You know, and, and I know that it's not what he's saying. Yeah. Because he's having a, a great time in his life, you know. Everything's provided for him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he has a dad that talks to him, you know, um, and uh, it's, it's just a different time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, uh, let's transition into your introduction to gang life uh, in Los Angeles. Were you aware when you were seven, eight, nine that there were gangs? Or, I mean, before you were actually reeled in, what was your purview? Like, I, I knew that I, we... When I think back, I don't, I don't remember a lot of gangs. I remember fights. Yeah. I remember seeing street fights, and I remember seeing fights at school. But I don't remember there being, like an organized gang but you you had a little bit of a different perspective yeah right? um uh you know even uh in uh during hoover elementary i remember uh one time we we're in the liquor store or i was in the liquor store and uh these gang members uh walked in um and they were looking they were looking at uh playboy magazines oh, okay yeah. um and um you know because they used to they used to put playboy magazines yeah right where the kids could reach them yeah and Bad. yeah, and, and these teenagers that were gang members, they, you know, yeah, the liquor store guy didn't say nothing. Yeah, and they'd go through the pages and stuff like that. I remember that. And they were uh, looking back now. I knew that these were gang members. Yeah. Did they dress alike? Did they look? Yeah, they yeah. They, they, the, the dressing was different. Okay. You, you just knew that. Yeah. You know, something was up. Um, and in my neighborhood, uh, a local gang had had formed and. 
had been there and um, uh, I saw that they would come and pick up this individual uh, at his at his apartment all the time in different cars. So I'm pretty sure those were stolen cars. Yeah. Um, they would drop them off all the time. Yeah. And so I kind of like, you know, and they would always come in like either one car or several cars. There was always girls involved. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got introduced to it. And I remember just, uh, you know, asking questions. Yeah. Uh, what is a gang type? Well, and there's a story in the book, too, of you on the back stoop, or not stoop, but the uh, fire escape. Yeah. Of an apartment building and, and seeing some things go down. Um, and, you know, that's in the book. So, yeah. You don't have to revisit that right now necessarily. But, okay, then. Uh, how old were you when you were first invited to hang out with a gang? Eleven years old. Eleven. Yeah. Dang. That's like what sixth, seventh grade? What is that? Sixth grade. Yeah. Sixth grade. Were um, they were they recruiting at school or was it in the neighborhood or how did you come across? For these me, things? it was uh, in my neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I started asking questions about, you know, what it entails. Yeah. Um, what's this all about? Yeah. Um, and he answered those questions. And I was just enticed. Yeah, sure. Uh, by, the, um, by the sense of belonging, uh-huh. uh, by the, by the, by the false concept of family. Yeah. Um, and so I decided, you know, maybe I should give it a, a try. Yeah, yeah. And so I got jumped in. What does that mean, jumped um, in? So what happens in, in L.A. gangs is, in order to get initiated in that your initiation is where uh three or four or sometimes ten gang members jump you for uh and it varies from gang to gang but mostly here in southern california uh they'll count to 13 uh-huh. uh, and they beat you for 13 seconds wow um other uh, gangs will spell out their uh, their gang name Oh, okay. and very slowly. Yeah, and they beat you until they spelt it out. Wow, okay. you know, and that's how you, and then you're in. Kind of different than a cheerleading squad, right? <laughs> Spelling out the, the letters yeah. in high school, you know. Yeah. Different version of that. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so they jump you, and and you endured that. You made it through. Yeah. The initial jumping. Okay, and then you ended up hanging out with one particular guy, in that in that gang. Yeah. And, how old was he? I think he was about 16, 17. Okay. Uh, I th- I'm sorry. He was 16 for sure. Um, okay. And you're 11. And I'm 11. So, so that's, that's a big gap. Five years older. Yeah. 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 But he takes but, a liking to me. And he's driving? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Stolen cars, but he's driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> Whoever owned the car didn't matter. The fact was he was driving. He was right? driving. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay. Um, so he's driving and... Um, but he took a liking to me, and I think that one of the things for me was that every time, because he was so popular, yeah, and him taking me under his wing, yeah, that was a big deal. It, it, that was a big deal with the rest of the gang, and that was a big deal for uh, you know those that were around. So for um, for us, um, uh, I, I would uh, I would be there and um, and uh, at, like at parties, yeah, and there would be girls there, yeah, yeah, and. I think they just thought it was cute that this little kid, who's about eleven, dressing like a gang member was cute, mm-hmm. and so I got popularity through that. Yeah, and then the fact that I hung out with him, he taught me how to steal a car. 
Um, I remember uh, wow. him showing me a, what a dent puller was. Uh, took him, took so me a, to a, a dent puller is normally used to pull dents out of the side of a car, right? Yes. Like a big suction cup exactly. or something. Yeah. Is that right? It's got a screw. You put a screw on uh-huh. the tip of it. Yeah. And then uh, it's a... It's got a handle. Uh-huh. Then it has a big uh, metal piece in the middle, and so you kind of screw the screw in there uh-huh. in in the in the ignition, and then you you know <laughs> you, you do this kind of thing to it, and then you pop it. You pop the the the, the, and the this ignition. lesson is free of charge, people. You can get the notes <laughs> on the PDF on the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you stick a yeah. screwdriver in there, uh, and sometimes it would turn easily. Yeah. Other times you put the screwdriver in and you. Took a hammer to it, yeah, and then turned it. Well, we turned. We promised the people too that we'd be teaching them many different things on this podcast. Yeah, that's one so of them. That's right one there. of them. Yeah, don't try this at home. But now we're talking 1970s vehicles that had you know metal steering columns the yeah. size of you know yeah. a tank. And now, could you do that now? Could you do it on some of these cars now? I mean, uh, well, a lot of these cars now have a, yeah, a little bit. Cl- yeah. yeah, okay. I think they've gotten better at that. Yeah, exactly. So okay. So he's teaching you these things, and you guys could steal cars, and so you were driving whatever was available. Um, were you guys basically active during the day, at nighttime, or did it matter? Because uh, I imagine like gangs are very active at night, right? They are, Bob, yeah. but at this time, they were active both the day and night. Okay. And um, so he took me to the first uh, car that we would steal, and, I mean, he was a very hands-on guy. You know, this is what you do. You crank it, you pop it, yeah, and and you know put your your uh, flathead screwdriver in there, yeah, and turn it, and it should turn the whole entire car on. Wow! And so we stole our first car. One of those cars was a uh, Toyota. I remember that, and it had like a uh, like a hat. It was like a hatchback. Yeah, right. Um, it was almost. I think it was like one of the first SUV type of cars for Toyota, hmm. um, and. We took it for a ride, and he's flying down these alleys, man. Like, he's going about, I don't know, it seemed like he was going 100. He probably was going, like, 80 or 70. But it, you know, and you he was going from alley to alley. Yeah. So you have the, the you know, the little uh, ramp yeah. uh, coming out and going into an alley. Yeah. So you're going at that kind of, you know, accelerated speed. Yeah, catching air. You're catching air. Yeah. There's sparks. And I'm thinking, we're going to die. We're going to crash. <laughs> and um, and then so we did that, and then he said, uh, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go take care of some business," and uh, I didn't I didn't quite understand what he meant by that, but we went to an enemy rival territory uh, where um, he found a guy that he was looking for, mm-hmm. and uh, we got out of the car, we jumped him, he had the best out of him, mm-hmm. and then he always carried a screwdriver with him. Mm-hmm. That I remember since day one that I, I started hanging out with him. He always had a, a screwdriver in the back pocket. And he took out the screwdriver and started stabbing this guy. Face, neck, yeah. you know, yeah. skull, back. Ouch. And yeah. he's really just, I mean, just going at it with this guy. And the guy's on the floor just, he's hurting. Yeah. And then very just, um, very calmly, he takes the screwdriver and, he looks at me and he gives it to me and he says, your turn. And uh, so that was my, my first stabbing was 11 years old. And I remember, um, now I don't I don't remember how much damage I, I made. Yeah. I'm 11 years old. But I but I did. I did do it. And um, so that was my first. Um, wow. 
my first stabbing as, as uh, at 11, 11 years old. Yeah. yeah. So he's proud of you at this point, isn't he? Oh yeah, man. I'm uh, like yeah. a, I'm like a like his puppy type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you're and then you're kind of enjoying. It. I mean, you're you're in it, right? Well, yeah, because he he bragged about it, you know. Yeah. He, he you know, we're in the neighborhood and yeah. and he's sharing how this little dude's crazy, you know, like right. Look at what he did. Yeah. And uh that again just hanging out with him and then doing things with him became what made me uh, yeah confident and yeah and very popular, popular. amongst yeah uh, this crowd okay so um, again your parents are working like crazy your dad's in and out sometimes there sometimes not yeah so there's really no other home life for you right and like school yeah, I mean, are you still going like to junior high, or what starts happening with you in school? I'm still going, um, but I started getting kicked out. So oh. I went to uh, Borendo Junior High School. Okay. Uh, for my uh, my sixth grade. Yeah. And uh, I got kicked out. Yeah. And I ended up uh, going to Virgil Junior High. Okay. Which was um, uh, on Vermont, and uh, I think it was Melrose or Beverly somewhere on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went to Virgil. I lasted in Virgil for maybe two days, I think, and I got kicked out of there. Yeah. And I ended then after after that they sent me to what's called Mount Vernon Junior High. And at Mount Vernon Junior High, there I stayed maybe a month, I think. <laughs> so okay, hold on. These are all just junior high schools. These are just junior high schools. And Casey goes for a week, and what happens? And I end up stabbing somebody. Stab- there. Oh, okay. So uh, it wasn't a spitball. No. No, it wasn't a, you looked at me funny. It was a, well, I stabbed him. And uh, yeah. you're no longer welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, they were looking for me, LAPD. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Even at that age. Yeah. yeah. Well, they knew, you know. They knew. Yeah. Okay. Some Someone talked. Yeah. And so uh, I didn't return to the school. I, I stayed right. away from it. Any juvenile hall at this point? Oh, yeah. 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 By... <laughs> my first um, juvenile hall um, uh, moment is at 11 years old. Oh, at 11? Shortly wow. after that. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it was a robbery or something like that. Okay. And um, All right, but now to just to press pause and come back to today. The today, Casey, looking back at that 11-year-old, you know, <laughs> knowing what you know now as, as, a, as a Christian man, as a father of a young boy uh, and daughters— um how do you what would you say to that kid? I mean what what do you see now from a Christian perspective? Man, I I, <laughs> I do whatever I can to to stop him from going that road. Yeah. Um I talk to him, spend time with him, yeah, mentor him and be involved in his life. Yeah. Now you've actually had the time some time to do that, being a youth pastor involved with youth ministry. I, I just wanted to let our listeners know that, you know, you, you understand the difference of what, you know, took place back then. It's not, you know, who you are today and, yeah. and God's done some amazing things in your life. But, you know, when no one is around you to mentor you in a good way, right, you just end up falling in with the crowd that's there. Yeah. And um, and that was true with me and, you know, where we live, too. And uh, I mean, not that I was, you know, in a gang or anything. I mean, you know. Later on in the suburbs, we did form a gang, but it was a different type of gang. So yeah. we had to, you know, drive our BMWs to go meet up. Wow, you know, it's really rough. So yeah, I don't know how you survived that. Yeah, 
Uh, but enough about me. Um, all right, man. All right, man. So you're, but you're feeling pretty bold at that point, right? Yeah. 11, yeah. 12, 13, you're getting a name, you got a reputation, you're a tough guy. You're still, is this the same gang? Are you? Same gang. Okay. You know what's funny is, um, so you know, you hear all this uh, noise, right, about if you ever go to jail, you know what they do to you in jail, you know, oh, that yeah, kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that was in my mind. Because <laughs> oh, I had been arrested so many times before my uh, actual yeah. uh, first juvenile hall experience. Um, but they would let me go from the, uh, the local police station. They'd yeah. have my mom come pick me up or my aunt uh, pick me up from the station. And that was it. Yeah. And the cops would tell you, you know, you, they'd see an 11-year-old kid. You know, you know what's going to happen to you in jail, right? You know, so that was in my back of my head. So the first moment, the, the moment that I ended up at East Lake Junior Hall, that's fresh in my mind. And I said, that ain't going to happen to me. Okay. It ain't going down like that. <laughs> so this dude, this this other gang member, yeah. he's sitting. And then I remember East Lake Junior Hall, you walked in there um, into the, the reception area of it. And they had wooden benches, like hardwood benches. Yeah, yeah. And there was a TV yeah. right there up, up there on a casing. So there was, I think it was like three or four benches. And so I'm on the second bench, and there's a kid, another gangbang, uh, in the bench in front of me. And he asked me, he says, you know, where are you from? But he didn't say it like that, like, you know, hey, where are you from? Like, like wanting something. Yeah. He just kind of like, hey, where are you from? Like, What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Know, how's it going? Well, <laughs> it meant what gang he was asking me what gang I belonged to, but he wasn't in a threatening way. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he knew that I was from this gang, and he was just asking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you thought? <laughs> I thought uh, it ain't going down like that, you know. So I start swinging at this kid. No questions no, asked. No, no questions asked. I just start swinging at this kid, and the next thing I know, I'm being being slammed against walls by a probation officer because the uh, California uh, the uh, uh, Department of Probation is who handles uh, they're the guards inside these juvenile halls that's how it was back then yeah and so I'm getting slammed all over the place and uh, <laughs> and I end up in what's called the hole so yeah. that's my first experience in solitary in oh wow in the hole you know as a kid 11 wow. years old I'm already in the hole and it's because of something you thought was about to happen well yeah yeah you know that you know what's going to happen to you? You're like, and not this cowboy. Not this dude. No, yeah. That's not going to do That's it not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, man, let's let's fast forward a little bit, okay? Because uh, I want to finish this segment with your final rest, you know, essentially. So, the end of the line, you, you're you in and out of school. School's not really the thing, right? Yeah. So, now you're in gangs. Uh, and you're, like, leading the gang, right? I mean, like, you became... The head of the gang for that for your area, yeah, um, and you're conducting all kinds of criminal activity, but it came down to like a sandwich shop, right? Like you were, you were at eating a, at where was it? At a hamburger uh, hamburger joint. Hamburger joint. Yeah. Okay, uh, explain that moment in time and how that uh, led to your final arrest. Um, I, I was um, simply having a burger. Oh, just minding your own business. Minding my own business. Innocent Sunday I'm afternoon. What, yeah. You know, who's, yeah. I'm inside a burger joint. Don't bother nobody. I'm not, you know. And um, and it, this is a time where, remember, uh, you could ride in the back of a truck. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there was, the, yeah, with no seat belts. Yeah, you could be on the freeway yeah, on right. the back of the truck and yeah. you're good. And um, so this truck filled with all these, uh, uh, all these gang members, uh, they spot me. And uh, like, like a glass front of the yeah. restaurant, they can see in. Yeah, and they spot me, and um, and uh, they rush in to get a hold of me. I, yeah. uh, fight ensues in there, um, and they're getting the best out of me. Wow! And I had a car outside, stolen car. Oh, that one was stolen too. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my thought. <laughs> But um, I, I'm getting chased by uh, uh, this dude with a uh, crowbar. Wow. But it wasn't like, it, this was like a heavy-duty crowbar. Right. Very thick metal. Yeah. Almost like an octagon-shaped uh, handle mm. all the way through. And um, it, it, it was a heavy one. Yeah. Um, so he's chasing me. And so I know that. You're out of the restaurant. I'm out of the point. restaurant. Yeah. And I have a shotgun underneath the seat of this car. Uh, I jump in and I'm reaching for it and it's a one shot it's an old old uh, shotgun that just takes one shell um, it rips in half uh, breaks in half but it was already loaded in there and so when I go in there to grab it because I'm outnumbered um, I mean as soon as I turn I mean it just happened so quickly yeah um I see the crowbar coming at me, and I pull the trigger, and um, the guy loses his life. Yeah. Uh, at this moment. Yeah. Okay, so that's the scene. That's the scenario, uh, and you had, did what you had to do to yeah. survive. You take off. You go. You take off running. Would the cops show up? What What happens at that? It, point? it was broad daylight. Broad um, daylight. Yeah. So the, the I mean, it just saw it happen so quick. It was. I know, yeah. It was very fast, but I kind of blanked out. I kind of lost it. And yeah. I took the shell out. I broke it in half, took the shell out, and reloaded it. Oh, wow. Several times. Oh, oh. And oh, no. so he's on the floor. He's done. He's gone. He was really gone. He was really gone. And, yeah. And uh, I, uh, um, I, um, you finish him off. Yeah. Um, it was overboard yeah but i ran out yeah. did not take the car ran out yeah and um i was out for 21 days i was 21 days i'm i'm out there um hiding on the lamb as they say yeah um where would you go empty construction sites so i lived in an empty construction site yeah i lived in a in a uh it was like a town home or a condo yeah that was under construction okay but there was power in this Oh, so they already had power. Yeah, it, they yeah. had walls and everything, carpet. Oh, okay. And so I would go to sleep late at night and then wake up before the construction crew would show yeah. up. Yeah. I stayed there, and then I found a an abandoned um, uh, uh, apartment Yeah. where this lady had, I guess that was her property, and yeah. passed away there, and, but nobody was using it. So I stayed there okay. for a while. And then and you're, also... You're how old at this point? 16. 16 years old, yeah. living on your own, going from site to site. To site to site. And then one of my gang member um, uh, moms took me in for a little bit. Oh, okay. So, but that was a total of 21 okay, days. Okay, so Casey on the lamb. 
Casey, okay, so that's where we're going to have to leave it for this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're coming up at the end of the hour here. So we'll pick it up uh, okay. on the next episode. Casey on the lamb. You are listening to the Shot Collar Podcast with Casey Diaz and Joel Needler. You can find us online at uh, Casey Diaz Author on Facebook, uh, The Shot Collar Book on Instagram, and on Twitter at The Shot Collar BK. That's at The Shot Collar BK. You can also find us at CaseyDiaz.net and send an email to info at CaseyDiaz.net. That's info at CaseyDiaz.net.